A reading from Isaiah. I am about to create new heavens and a new truth, a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating, for I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it, or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant that lives but a few days, or an old person who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies at a hundred years will be considered a youth, and one who falls short a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be. And my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. For they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. When they yet are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. But the serpent, its food will be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. A reading from Acts. Peter began to speak to Cornelius and the other Gentiles. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did, both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him up on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us, who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead, All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people.
Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now, it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home, amazed at what had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. God is doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Do you not perceive it? Words put to paper and spoken even before that for a people who were struggling with exile, marginalization. Our Jewish sisters and brothers gather at this time for Passover. One of the key questions they ask is a question about not what happened thousands of years ago, but about who is Pharaoh for us this day? 
And where are we caught up in slavery? Because in the traditions of their ancestors, they know that freedom does not begin out there. It begins here in the human heart, in the human mind, and in the recognition that God is already doing something new, even if we cannot see it yet. The gospel we just heard was put to paper late in the first century, by which time the Christian community had already endured its first persecutions. The Romans had destroyed Jerusalem and the temple. They had literally made a strike for the heart of Judaism, and there was a struggle going on between various Jewish leaders at the time for what the future of the tradition would hold. Luke is writing to a Gentile Christian community that is trying to find its footing in an empire that has already said that Christianity, as far as they're concerned, is dead. And isn't Jesus dead too? Isn't that how the world works? The empire functioned out of threat of violence, and that made the empire just like every other human-made power apparatus that we've had since. You know this. You live in this world. This world that always holds over us the threat of violence and death if we don't toe the line and do what's expected of us to sustain those who already have power. But today we have the story of women, people at the margins of their society, people who are lowest on the totem pole when it comes to power in a patriarchal culture, who go to the tomb expecting only to anoint a body when they get there, and much to their astonishment, discovering that it is empty. The tomb is empty. Everything they thought they knew about the world is suddenly upside down, and they don't know what to do with that. Here's the good news. We don't either. What? Brother Richard, I think you need to go back and rewrite your sermon. How is that good news? Our spiritual ancestors set up the church calendar with this in mind. Lent lasts 40 days. It only takes about 40 days to figure things out about fasting and about what we've done wrong, right? We're reminded about that all the time. We know what we've done wrong. We know how hard it is to rise to the levels of perfection we might set for ourselves or the expectations that the world imposes upon us but to figure out Easter, the church calendar says we need at least, at least 50 days. 50 days 
to sort out what it means to arrive at a place where we expect to find death and instead encounter an empty tomb. Now, lest we think this is just some divine parlor trick, so, you know, maybe he can tweak the Roman governor's face on the nose. The Eastern Church has always held that Easter is about Jesus descending to the dead. In fact, the icons of the East show Jesus rising up, lifting up men and women out of their graves. In some images, you see the hardware of the doors of hell shattered and lying at their feet. And even death itself, bound up, arrested. That is to say, as we have said for thousands of years, Christ is our Passover, our reminder that we are freed as our spiritual forebears were from the powers of slavery, from the the dominion of violence and destruction, from the threat even to our lives. In each of us, this day, we are reminded that the seed of Easter has been planted and that we are on that journey with Christ conquering death. And we are gathered here today not just to comfort one another as the women went to the tomb to comfort one another and anoint the body, but to prepare. Prepare for the fact that we are something new in the world, and the world is still not yet perceiving it. We are that Easter seed planted. We are that new green blade that riseth from the ground. We are the hope for the world that has yet to embrace it. What does that mean? It means we are something new in the face of the headlines you're all familiar with. In a cynical time like ours, in the politics of division, in the local scene where we struggle to get ahead, we are reminded that we live no longer under the threat of death. That we are good news not just for our sisters and brothers outside these doors, but for the earth itself, for all creation. We are hope for an ecology in crisis. We are renewed strength for those who have been marginalized and forgotten. We bring good news to the poor. We are to go out there onto the streets of Galilee again and encounter the risen Christ who has already gone ahead of us. If that doesn't yet make sense to you, good. Today is the beginning, not the end. Today is the new thing just starting to germinate in our hearts. And if we let it, we will become an Easter people for a world in need 
and the world will never be the same. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.